Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Thirty. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Agri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Complete. Lots of room. Jaden Wilson's got a chance to go inside the 40, inside the 30, to the 20, to the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. Touchdown, Arkansas. Isaac Tesla through the home run block. Jaden Wilson scores the touchdown, and they're excited at War Memorial Stadium. Dean's going to throw, and it's intercepted at the 15. Spence has picked it off, and he's going to go the distance. 50, 40, 30, 20. Brad Spence to the house. An interception return for a score, 85 yards in his first game as a Razorback. How about that? All right, welcome back in. We are live at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. It's brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Peyton Manning joining us, we think, now at the bottom of the hour instead of here in a couple of minutes. And so we'll look forward to seeing the former Tennessee QB and the NFL star and to be hanging out with us. So back-to-back years, we get a Manning. Maybe we can get uh, Cooper next year. First thing that comes across your mind when I say Peyton Manning. Uh, Omaha. Okay. <laughs> I think Omaha Productions now. Yeah, no doubt. Well, he's just, he's good at everything. It's really annoying. Uh, someone who's not good at anything. Anyway, Arkansas looking pretty good too. Fifty-six to ten, they roll. You heard the Brad Spence pick six there, providing the final points for Arkansas. Uh, they did give up a late field goal as uh, Western Carolina got their thirteenth point, but a convincing victory for Arkansas. A comfortable victory for Arkansas. And again, they covered the Vegas number. So whatever that's worth. Um, here is. Coach Pittman on the depth of the Razorback football team. We got to play a whole lot of people, and we haven't been able to do that much since I've been here. And uh, the wonderful thing about that is that the second team and some threes, you know, picked a pass and scored. And they basically won seven to three when they went in, and the second team offense went down and scored. And um, you know, we've got gotten away from uh, did I get to play or not? It's how well did you play? That's true. Uh, we're going to Epper Clinton now. He is adjusting around. I had to move him from 10:30 to 11:30, 11:30 to 11:10. So Clinton will join us in mere moments, uh, and then we will get uh, Peyton Manning coming up here in a little bit. So there you go. I mean, Arkansas kind of did what they needed to do. We talked about it earlier. Next up, Kent State, and it is another. Uh, middle of the day game, 3 o'clock start in Fayetteville, and hopefully the temperatures are a little more conducive, Wes. It's going to be warm. It's September. It's early September, and you're playing in the afternoon. Chances are it's going to be 90 degrees or so in Fayetteville. And it may be high 80s up there. I'm going to double good. check. I hope so. Weather's um, looking nice here. And yeah, it's going to be nicer. Well, 92 it's saying in Fayetteville, but anyway, it's okay. You're right. I mean, look, it is what it is. We, we make a big deal about it, but we do this every year. All right, let's bring in Clint and get his thoughts on the Razorbacks and everything else from the football weekend. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident, throwing down the middle. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown! All right, let's bring him in on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Clint, thank you for flexing around. Sorry about that. How are you? 
Man, I'm good, fellas. We, we're one and oh, baby. I'm, I'm gonna flex on them all day. So just tell me whenever you need me, baby. I'm here, man. I'm here. I, pre- what you got? I appreciate that. Well, if Arkansas had lost, you may not have been quite so eager, but here we are. They won convincingly. Very, and hey, yeah. very fair. Hey, by the way, by the way, I was listening while, while I was waiting on you guys, and, and uh, I, I mean, I, I got to give my man West just just a little bit of love here, man. And, and this just isn't nothing new. I mean, we, we've always heard this, like right there, that little bit y'all were having about the weather in Fayetteville. Like the, the level of calm in Wes's voice is 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 just so beautiful. I get so tired of hearing about heat, man. I, I just watched a guy at Colorado go out there and play 129 snaps, depending on who you who whose uh, record you look at. It maybe even more than that in 100 degree weather. I don't want to hear nothing about no damn weather, Wes. I just greatly appreciate that level of calm that you bring to everybody that's worried about this damn heat. People worry. It's like 90 degrees. Well, yeah, it is. Every September, every July, we hit 100, and people freak out. I'm like, it's summer in Arkansas. This is no different from the year before or the year before that. This is what we get. And it's we've, we've seen hot football games year after year after year. And you know what? It's going to be cold in November at some point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what we got, guys? What we've got is, is for these AC babies, right? They're starting to grow up. They get a little bit more of a voice with this social media nowadays, and they're starting to become adults. And these, it's really not that hot if you just get your ass out in it every now and then. It ain't yeah. that hot. You know, it's um, it's going to be dark tonight as well. Yes. So there's that. All right, Clint. Let's uh, let's talk about the games. So I would think the only legitimate complaint anybody had was the offensive line not being able to get a push. And again, they were missing a couple of key pieces there. Uh, I think everybody's not freaking out. And, again, they're going to get a chance to really show their muscle against Kent State this weekend. But, um, you know, K.J. extremely efficient. The young receivers rose to the occasion. you got a pick six from a young linebacker they're excited about. Uh, special teams played pretty well. I mean, overall, you got to be happy, right? Look, I, I mean, I'm happy. The, the first, uh, you know, the first outing, the first game out of, out of the shoot this year, I'm happy, sure. But, but I am just a firm believer and and don't ignore in victory what you wouldn't in defeat. And and especially when you've got when it's a, a team like they just played, guys. It's just there's certain things that stick out like a sore thumb that that I think at the very least should concern fans and 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 critics and analysts as as we as we discuss things throughout this week. Man, and there there's there's some on both sides of the football, and um, it, it's just it's just the the nature of the beast. I think there's some things that stick out that could be problematic moving forward, and and unfortunately we got to hit those off the top. Hit it, hit it, hit it. What, what is it? I, look, what is it? I, I, you're concerned number, about number number one: the inability to establish the run versus a a a very inferior opponent um, is a concern, and and it's I mean you you come in and I've seen things I've, I've seen. Um, I've seen not statements from the organization, from the program, but just generally speaking, the expectations for Arkansas. We've got 250-pound quarterback, and we got an All-American running back, and it may be the best quarterback running back combo in the country, and all that. And you can't establish a run against Western Carolina. You know, I mean, I mean that to me, that's that's a problem. If you can't establish the run against an extra hat in the box, and all the people that talk about, well, they stack the line of scrimmage. Miss me with all that, man. What did you think Western Carolina was going to do? Sometimes you got to run the football versus a loaded box, and you should be able to do it against Western Carolina. And you weren't able to get that done. Uh, now, because because KC threw the rock all over the park versus what looked like to be a one-on-one drill time and time again, we, we, we kind of overlooked that. But the reality of it is it, it doesn't matter that you were missing, you're missing a couple of guys. It doesn't matter that you know your quarterback threw the football well and, and some receivers may have emerged. At the end of the day, you're Arkansas. You've got KJ Jefferson. You've got Rocket Sanders. You got you got Sam Pittman, the offensive line coach. You got Kennedy, one of the most highly talented offensive line coaches. You got a deep running back room. You've got to be able to go out and establish a run against those guys. And so I, after that ball game, pardon me if I'm not confident they're going to be able to run the football against the powers that be in the SEC. That, that's 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 the biggest that's the biggest concern for me with Arkansas right now. Are you going to give any weight to the fact they were missing a couple of starters on the line? No. The two guys that replaced the two starters would have been the best offensive lineman on Western Carolina had they played for that team. No, absolutely not. I'm not. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, that's just where I'm at. Go ahead. 
Gotcha. Well, Kerwin Bell said this week they've got three offensive linemen that could play in the NFL, so I don't know if that's actually true, but anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, look, look here. I mean, when that happens, circle back to me. I, I, I will be the first one to admit that I was wrong. I, I just, for me, <laughs> it, 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 it's the inability, it's the inability to run the rock, right? And and then it, it's the fact that KJ Jefferson, I believe, had five carries, and KJ Jefferson, I don't, I don't, I don't remember recall exactly how many of those were designed runs. But we, so we still really don't know how much of an impact is KJ Jefferson going to have on football games with his legs under Dan Enos. And so there's just several right. things within that mm-hmm. offense, man, as it pertains to the running attack that I think I think the, the jury's still out on. I will say that Coach Pittman said after the game it, it was their plan for KJ not to run the ball this week, and he said I'm sure Western Carolina knew that too. Why, why would we run him against Western Carolina? So those five, I know one of them, he took the ball away from Dominique Johnson, and he told us he took it away <laughs> yeah. from him. He had to fight him for the ball to get it back from him. But so the it, touchdown run, yeah, it was the touchdown run right up the middle. But uh, for most of the part, they were they wanted KJ handing it off and not running the ball. And that's fine. And Wes, that that's smart. I mean, look, I'm not sitting here telling me that you that he should have had 20 carries. I'm just telling you that he he may need 20 versus Alabama. He may need 20 versus. Yeah. I mean, you, you're yeah. not gonna. He's not gonna play catch guys like he did, like he did against Western Carolina. That, I mean, look. I, again, I, I've been in his shoes before. I've had big games against bad opponents, and and I'm not taking anything away from him. But there's a lot. There's several of those throws that are going to be more bang bang versus versus SEC secondary. You know, there's, there's, it's not going to be quite as easy. And so, I, more, turn's not the right word. It's more to me that I, I just need to see more. I just need to see more before I go, man, this football team is, they're going to be able to run it as well as we all hope that they're going to be able to run it. I was talking with Trey Schaap after the game, and it was refreshing. There wasn't one play call where we're like, well, what are they doing? Yeah. That, that, that was nice. There was nothing questionable that, like, what, what are they trying to get it done here? It's a good transition point because I talked to a former player last week, and we were talking about, you know, some of the gimmick plays that Bryles likes. And he talked about how, look, we, he goes, there was a lot of times we've been practicing and we've been working on that stuff. He goes, and we spent a pretty good amount of time on it. And they're like, why are we not working on our core plays instead of running these, you know, working on these goofy plays that never work? And they, the guys knew it. And then also, again, they didn't hide it well. So, anyway, um, we're going to hear more about Bryles coming up because uh, Dion took a shot at him after the game saying that it had a little extra motivation. Let's be honest, Colorado was impressive. So let's transition there. Clint, our question today today is who was the big winner this weekend? Florida State, um, Texas State, Colorado, and Christian, remind me on our fourth pick, was it uh, Duke, I guess? Duke, yeah. So, um, you know, obviously you, 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 you can't be anything but impressed with what they're doing at Colorado here in the early part of the the Deion Sanders era. Well, look, I, I think the story of the weekend is is clearly, even after Duke upset Clemson last night, is clearly Colorado. But I mean, as as it pertains to the rankings, you got Florida State beating up on LSU. Florida State should be a top three football team if, if we're if we're shooting people straight. This you know with these next rankings for whatever it's worth, they should skyrocket to the to the top of the of the rank of the rankings at least in the top four. I, I would put them above Ohio State, so I'd say the big winner is probably Florida State. But it's hard to it's hard to get away from Colorado and what they were able to accomplish. I, look, I, I was I believed in Dion when he got there. I would have bet I would have bet had I bet I would have bet Colorado, you know, plus the, the twenty one or twenty and a half. Um, but in no way, shape, or form, am I going to sit here and tell anybody that I expect them to beat TCU at TCU? I, I, to, speaking to the point that you just made, I, I think Chandler Morris in in Kendall Brown's offense is very suspect. Thought that going into it. That's why, that's why I, I, I like Colorado to at least cover. Um, you know, it's a different story when you got 250 pounds being able to run downhill between the tackles and establish the run. Then you can play off that. You can't do it off Chandler Morris. I think the pass game, progressing pass game, is going to be suspect under Kendall uh, at, at TCU. And so I, I thought that was a, 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 a big line for all the, the you know, facts, the, the facts of the matter. And uh, but no, I never would have thought they would have done what they did going there and, and beat TCU. And, and the way in which Dion did it, the way in which the critics attacked Dion for the for the way in which he flipped that locker room. Which, by the way, guys, I don't know if we talked about it, but but I, I, as a former player, I absolutely love what Dion went in there and did in terms of. Now, I, look, could he have been a little bit, maybe a, a little less um, dramatic with it and, and a little bit less cutthroat with it, but but the the plan that he executed in terms of turning that locker room over. A losing locker room was absolutely tremendous for the players and for the coach. 
you go into a locker room, every transition that I've been a part of when a coach when a coach comes in, there's two to three classes of, of the former regime recruits that aren't starters that have zero chance of playing, that just are not going to see the field. And it's unfair because you tell those guys, oh, yeah, we need you. we got to keep our numbers up. we got to have you. And in reality, the whole time they're trying to replace you. And, and so Dion going in there and going, nope, you ain't good enough. Get the hell out. Get the hell out. You get the hell out. He's doing those guys a favor. Now they go on and they can play somewhere else and, and maybe maybe uh, have a career somewhere. But I love what Dion did, and that's a hell of a story, no doubt. How about LSU? What did you take away from there? I know you were a little critical of Jaden Daniels the other day, and we uh, I think most of us felt like at least there was an argument that the better quarterback was playing for Florida State. It certainly proved itself out. Yeah, I mean, look, that's one where I, I'm going to hurt myself, reach around, pat myself on the back. I like Jordan Travis. I like Florida State. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I think TC, I mean, I think LSU's a good football team. I, I have a real problem, guys. And, and this is this is not necessarily a popular take in today's game. Right? Whether you're talking about college or the NFL today. It's like, I, I just, when you're, when you're quarter, when the best thing your quarterback does is outside the scheme, right? When it's, when it's something that the coach can't call the play. It's just him dropping back and, oh, whoa, the, the, you know, there, there's a three-man rush and everybody else got their back to me. Let me take off. When that is, is, is how you win ball games and that is the best play that you run game in, game out, then, then I, I've got major concerns. And that's the deal with Jaden Daniels. You heard the commentators talking about it. They're still working on – you know, the whole game, defensive game plan was to keep him in the pocket. The commentators talking about him processing and his ability to – Distribute the football accurately from the pocket, and he did a great, he did a good job. Don't get me wrong, but their their best play, even yet last week was or, or last this past weekend, their best play was him taking off and running off script, off schedule, and then taking an absolute beating on the back end of it. And that that's you're just not going to you're not going to stay healthy. You're not going to consistently win games. You're not going to put a consistent offensive product on the football field um, if, if if that's the case. And that's the case with Jaden Daniels taking snaps at LSU right now. And so I think they're very beatable. Now, in that same breath, they may also go out there and beat a top-five football team because they're, they're capable of being that good. But it's the inconsistent factor that I just can't buy into. And it's why we see it's why Stetson Bennett went out there and won two national championships for Georgia. When you got the dudes, you just need a quarterback that distributes, a quarterback that minimizes mistakes, a quarterback that stays healthy, a quarterback that leads, and you can, you can be in national championship contention Year in, year out, but you can't do it if you're inconsistent. Uh, Clint, we're gonna have to run. I appreciate the time. Thanks for flexing around with us. Um, you are my uh, favorite quarterback on the show today, but unfortunately, you are the second most popular quarterback on the show today, and that is very rare. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to tip our cap to Peyton Manning, who's gonna join us here in a little bit. All right, boys, y'all have a good one and go hogs. You're the man. All right, Clint Sterner will join us again on Friday. Thanks to Motorsports Authority. We always appreciate Clint. Let's hit a break. We come back. Game balls and jock straps until Mr. Manning shows up. We'll visit with him when he gets here. And I will tell you that uh, I saw a lot of folks out west. I don't know if you saw pictures. There were a lot of um, truck beds filled with Dove this weekend because people were spending time listening to the Razorback game on the buzz and whacking Dove. And that's not a bad way to get uh, get a weekend started or a Dove season started. But if you're looking for something a little bit bigger, you know it be really challenging? Bow hunting with the dove. Is exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Difficult. It really would be. Uh, Max Prairie Wings, of course, here to outfit you for anything that you need to get outdoors. And certainly they are the spot for all the top brands when it comes to hunting gear. And uh, bow season will be along here in just a couple of weeks. So if you're ready to head out to the woods, you need to get the Max in advance. And they've got all the top brands for you. They also will help get your bow tuned up just right for what you need. There it is right there, right on the website, maxpw.com, Dove Hunting Gear, Wes, Dove Hunting Gear. Also, they're offering 15 bucks off an order of $200. So if uh, you're looking for deals and you're looking for great selection, there is no other place to go than the spot down in Stuttgart. It is an Arkansas tradition. And, again, they've also got, again, all the top brands. For those of you who are ready for something a little bit bigger, like deer, get all your bow hunting gear from Max Prairie Wings. So whether you're, uh, you know, talking guns, you're talking archery, um, you need to get some some uh, decoys, or uh, you need to get maybe some. You need to get uh, your uh, your target little target practice. Mm-hmm. You gotta get all your stuff for target practice. You gotta get yourself some clays. Some sure clay pigeons. Sure, I guess. I mean, but we're talking about like that's another thing. Be tough to do with a bow and arrow, right? Yes, it'd be really difficult. Um, but yeah, they got. The, I bet they got the. Uh, I don't even know what you call those. Like the big, you know, the the, the Round deer target. Well, the deer target. You know, like you ever seen people like they set up yeah. the, the target that's yeah. the deer, and then you just practice from. 
This is a guy who does a lot of hunting. You can tell in a lot of target practice. Anyway, I know where to get the stuff. I know that if I was going to head out, it's Max. It's no-brainer. So go see our friends down there. They'll help you out, and uh, they're hooking you up right now. So whether you're looking for dove or getting ready for deer season, get straightened out of Max Prairie Wings. It's 1125. Some game balls and jock straps and, oh, Peyton Manning on the other side. Arkansas State fans, listen up. The Red Wolves' home in Central Arkansas is 106.7 Buzz 2. Listen every week for Sunbelt Conference action with the Red Wolves, only on 106.7 Buzz 2. This is SportsCenter. Big weekend across the state in college football, highlighted by the Arkansas Razorbacks. Resounding win over the Western Carolina Catamounts in Little Rock. 56-13 was your final score. K.J. Jefferson threw for three touchdowns and rushed for one as well. Rocket Sanders had two scores on the ground. The Hogs also had four interceptions in the game. One of them, an 85-yard pick six by Brad Spence. As Arkansas gets to 1-0, things did not go as well for teams in the rest of the natural state. Arkansas Pine Bluff lost on Thursday night to Tulsa 42-7. Arkansas State took a 73-0 shellacking at the hands of the Oklahoma Sooners on Saturday afternoon. And Central Arkansas put up a strong fight against the Oklahoma State Cowboys, losing 27-13 in Stillwater. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. Fresh off their summer lineup of convertible sports cars, for September, Saracen is giving away the king of luxury pickups, Toyota's new Tundra Capstone from Trotter Toyota. The Tundra Capstone is the ultimate in luxurious trucks, and it can be yours just for playing your favorite games at Saracen Casino Resort. Only 40 minutes from Little Rock, Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play and win. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos. Deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays. And DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. From sales, service, parts, and rental equipment, River Valley Tractor does it all and does it right. Your leading Kubota dealer is right around the corner with five locations throughout Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor, serving Central Arkansas in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Work smarter this year, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. Online at rivervalleytractor.com. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. Welcome back in the zone. Got a question for us? Ask it live on fan feedback on our text line at 501-661-1037 or hit us up on Twitter at JustinAkery7, at Wes underscore more, and at Weaver 1037 And we'll do our best to answer it for you. Game balls and jock straps are brought to you by a caddy's touch landscape. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA caddy, so he knows what good grass looks like. If you'd like to take your yard to the next level, then hit up Josh and his crew at a caddy's touch landscape. 501-794-2770. Call today. I'm going to start with two game balls, and uh, the first one is very painful for me to pass along. But listen, you got to give the devil his due, or the Christian in this case. And the young man's name is Bo Williams. Keep his name on your mind because he will be a Division One running back in the not-too-distant future. 400 yards rushing, six touchdowns, and a victory avenging a loss at home last year. 
to Little Rock Christian. They dominated the game on the ground, really did not have to throw the ball and didn't even attempt to throw the ball a lot, and uh, Christian just did not have the answers they needed. And then the game was over, and I got home, and I'm sitting on my back deck, and I hear screams. You know what that was? Yeah. That was PA. PA. And PA wins in a, uh, in a, in a field goal victory late. But my game ball to them goes to their quarterback, who was playing with a brace on his hand, his arm really, his entire it's arm cast. was like in a, in a, in a yeah, casted cast. in a box, and his thumb is immobilized. So he's basically playing with his non-throwing hand with four fingers. Uh, it is a remarkable deal, and I don't know what his numbers are like, but the fact that he could play an entire game like that and be effective and help his team to a victory against a quality opponent is amazing. I think he was 38 of 73. What's his name again? Brandon Cobb. That's right. He threw it 73 times that's, with a cast on his left arm. I just That's amazing. And he ran the ball also, yeah. effectively. I saw a picture in the paper of him running, yeah. Yeah, He, in fact, uh, the last play uh, of the game before the field goal, he ran on the quarterback draw to set him up for the 40-yard field goal. Yeah. We thought his time expired, but somehow a 40-yard field goal with four seconds left left two seconds on the clock. Oh, and I heard the weird. students went on the field and they didn't throw a flag? I think they did throw a flag. They said they did. It did not affect the game, so they did not penalize them. Okay, that's well, what good. I read. Maybe yeah. they, there was a big discussion, and and I was on the air when this happened at ten thirty for my yeah. show. That's how long that game went. Yeah, ten thirty five. They kicked scoring. The, the game winning field. Goal. Both teams were in the forties, weren't they? Uh, yeah, I think so. It was like forty forty five or forty three. Yeah. Um, Will McIlvain gets a game ball for me. 24-37, 268, two touchdowns, no picks in a game against uh, Oklahoma State. Central Arkansas gets a game ball, too. Good performance, and obviously jockstrap to Arkansas State. I didn't expect them to go over and uh, beat Oklahoma, but the fact that they got beat the way they did, 73-zip, is certainly disheartening, and hopefully they can bounce back and be more competitive this week. I got a game ball for Kyle Ferry. Kyle Ferry is a uh, kicker from Searcy who's now kicking for Mississippi State. As a true freshman, he was named the SEC Freshman of the Week. He kicked a 49-yard field goal, a 47-yard field goal, and he was 6 of 6 on his extra point attempts. So Kyle Ferry, the best kicker in Arkansas last year, Arkansas High School football, he goes to Mississippi State and is the SEC Freshman of the Week. So congratulations to him. All right, let's uh, welcome in our guest now at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, World Wind Peyton Manning. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to see you. How Appreciate are you? It. I'm well. Uh, listen, the standard was set pretty high by your brother last year, so try to try to meet that, will you? I will. There's a lot of pressure. He's already uh, uh, told me I had a big act to follow. I, I did tell him. I think I have a few more people here at, at, uh, at the one I'm speaking at, so um, um, I may have already chimed that into him. Well, you should point it out, and he also was with an Arkansas legend, Matt Jones, when he was here, and you still outdrew him by a long Which shot. Which is probably why most of the people were here that year, <laughs> to see Matt Jones. So yeah. uh, that's, that's good knowledge. So let's start with uh, the most recent thing, which is, are you guys still auditioning for the Manning cast? We've officially closed the auditions. Uh, did not go as planned. Uh, we, we started it with good intentions, uh, looking for help, and uh, just couldn't find the right fit. Right? It's all about chemistry yeah. when you have a show. And uh, uh, you know, thought Brady, you know, might have had a chance, but uh, couldn't uh, get in the room. He couldn't get an interview. Yeah, it just it, it was time. It was just time to call it. Uh, McVeigh, you know, just over kind of overdid his you know interview trying to call plays. I thought Tucker lining up the kick might have had a chance, but Eli kind of nicks the kicker. Tyson? I, I mean, Mike Tyson would have been great. With that, you was guys. that was scary. That was scary. You know, I, I've I've had a lot of comments about my face, you know, especially my forehead. But but uh, hearing we had I had a very punchable face was uh, I took that as a compliment coming yeah. from Mike Tyson. I think he was talking more to your brother. <laughs> I, I always thought he had a more punchable face. Um, okay, so let's talk about if we could real quick. You know, the, the season we're underway here, and we're coming off the production. I have to ask about quarterback. And, you know, Kirk Cousins, I've got friends who are Bears fans tell me, I hate it that I love this guy so much. He was such a great piece of that puzzle. But you guys did a great job of really getting three quarterbacks at different places in their career. How did that come to to pass, and how hard was it to talk these guys into it? Well, uh, I appreciate Marcus and Kirk and and Patrick all stepping up and kind of taking a chance and doing it. You know, our our promise was we will not be a distraction. We just want to be a fly on the wall and kind of document what it's like to play quarterback. And the fact that, you know, Mahomes wins the MVP and the Super Bowl, I think, proved 
that it wasn't a distraction. But it's funny. I've had a lot of my friends say, I didn't know much about Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's my new favorite player now. And so it was fun to see that there are three ways to do it. These guys are at three points in their careers, uh, do it different uh, styles. But uh, it was just fun to, to kind of take people behind the ropes on how hard it is to be a quarterback and what it takes and appreciate all three of those guys stepping up and doing it. Is it set? Will we have a season two? We are still uh, working on it. There's a chance that, um, yeah, I, I think some quarterbacks, uh, uh, I think, enjoyed watching the show. And I, I, I told him, I said, if you do it, like, I guarantee one of you will win the Super Bowl and the MVP. It's proven, right? I mean, we, we, we are one for one. So You didn't say, uh, and one of you will get hurt so and move, move towns? I didn't say that. Yeah. I don't feel that was was, was, was because. Uh, was because of us. Uh, I think Atlanta has a young quarterback. They wanted to get in. So, um, you know, we, we talked about potentially um, maybe um, another position as well. Uh, you know, uh, we've had a lot of campaigning from other positions. Yeah. Hey, give us a little love as well. So uh, definitely want to do something where it takes people behind the ropes where they haven't seen uh, something before. Well, running backs have been taking a beating, so maybe you guys could feature them and give no, them a little love. they have. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and I look, nobody appreciates a good running back like I do. And, and so uh, it's been interesting to kind of how that position is sort of, uh, um, you know, maybe not getting the love as they should, but uh, every team needs them. I can promise you that. There's no doubt about that. We were just talking to Clint Sterner, and as I told him, you're the second most popular quarterback on the show today. Sorry, Clint. He accepted that role, but we were talking last week with him. You guys faced off at War Memorial Stadium in 1997. That's a place that the great late Mike Leach said was the loudest place he ever played in. Any memories of War Memorial? I remember it was a cold night. I remember... Uh, uh, so we got down early, had to kind of make a comeback um, uh, in the fourth quarter to win that game. Uh, but I always wanted to play here in that stadium. I always enjoyed playing in the old stadiums like Legion Field, like War Memorial, places where either my dad played or you know his contemporaries, guys like Bill Montgomery, quarterback at Arkansas, played. So that was a special night. We were lucky to win. Uh, I remember being out at the coin toss. Uh, Brandon Burlesworth was one of the captains of Arkansas that day, uh, one of my teammates who we lost way too early. So, uh, yeah, a lot of memories about that game. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you are not a big social media guy, despite the fact that you're staying in the public eye in a big way. Yeah, I guess I lived a long time without it and, and, and uh, realized that you could you could sort of live your life without it. Uh, doing some now because of some of the things we're doing with Omaha and trying to get the word out about some of the projects that we're involved in and hopefully giving other people kind of the platform to, to sort of tell their stories. We're doing a, a version of Peyton's Places right now called McEnroe's Places about John doing tennis. So we do some social media to do that. But, uh, you know, played the majority of my career before social media even existed. So um, um, I guess I'm a little old school in that regard. Yeah, no doubt. Um, how about Omaha? How did that become such a thing to the point now that it's your production company name? Yeah, it's kind of funny that Audible turned into a to a business. But uh, yeah, it's been fun to be a part of something where I don't actually have to be sort of the the quarterback on the field. I can kind of be the coordinator in the press box, and, and like I said, giving someone else like John McEnroe a chance to tell the history of tennis in, in a fun, entertaining way. So I've enjoyed sort of being a part of that team, uh, but you know, kind of on the sidelines, if you will. And there's a lot of need for content out there we're trying to kind of give positive you know uplifting content that kind of celebrates hard work uh and accomplishments and, and community and I feel like there's a lot of stories to tell that sort of fit that criteria you're also focused on charity work and i know that's a part of your appearance here today can you tell us about your charity and what you guys are working on yeah uh we have a foundation called the payback foundation kind of give grants to youth programs that just to kids that don't have life easy um Real involved with the Children's Hospital in Indianapolis uh, actually bears my name, and that's a cool team to be a part of, right? I mean, talk about the power of teamwork. These doctors and nurses working together to help these kids, you know, try to get healthy, get home safely. So uh, it's been, uh, yeah, I think what I miss the most about playing is kind of being a part of uh, the football team, uh, but I find myself sort of in this second chapter kind of a part of some different teams, some philanthropic teams, sort of the Omaha team, and I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed being a part of those. Can I ask you about Dion, guy you know yeah. pretty well, I'm sure, both on and off the field. Uh, obviously, you know, he's been talking the talk. He walked the walk this weekend. He sure did. That's big big, uh, big talk in Colorado. Uh, uh, the Broncos uh, hope to win Sunday to you know, get people talking about the Broncos as well, but right <laughs> now it's the Colorado Buffs, and he did it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I text 
um, I text with Dion from time to time, and uh, Shadur, his son, uh, wasn't able to come to our football camp, so I didn't get to meet him, but uh, um, I've met him before in Dallas, actually, at, at a Peyton's Places episode. So, uh, yeah, people are excited. Colorado, uh, their football program had really kind of hit, hit rock bottom, and right. Dion has just given it a major facelift, and people are excited. And, and it's, fun to, it's fun to watch Dion uh, coach hard, uh, players play hard. You know, they, had, they had, like, no penalties in that game. So it, it's a well-coached football team. It's not just a show, right. and I think that that's that's the one thing that kind of jumped out to me. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm curious with Texas coming into the SEC. What's it going to be like for you when Texas plays Tennessee? Yeah, I, I guess I hadn't thought about that. Um, I know it's coming in a couple of years. Uh, I have to probably have a talk with my dad, I guess, about how he handled that back when I was uh, 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 playing for Tennessee. It's funny, my, my coach, uh, former, when he came into my house on my recruiting visit, my mother basically said, I only have one question, do you all play Ole Miss during Peyton's time at Tennessee? And, uh, and he said, um, um, uh, no, we don't, and uh, we played them twice. So, you know, I guess he just missed you know that part of the schedule. Yeah. Great recruiting. Yeah. So that was tough uh, on my parents and tough on my dad. But um, so yeah, maybe I need to have a little pep talk from my dad to see how to, how to handle that in a couple of years. Well, I will tell you that I haven't looked at the schedule, but let's just assume that Tennessee isn't going to play Arkansas in that window. So if Arch isn't happy, just tell him you know, there'll be a spot for him in Fayetteville. I'm sure. Got so it. It's all good. Fair enough. We're gonna let you go. Thank you for coming by. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks for being today. They're yeah. they're excited to see you in there. I know that okay good i appreciate, appreciate that all right thanks for having me yeah you bet great peyton manning um that was pretty awesome so we're going to take a break here we'll come back and again we're going to carry his speech to the uh touchdown club inside as well and we'll be back in just a second and uh, get to that after this stay with us i had a dream i could buy my way to heaven when i woke i smit that on a necklace I told god i'll be back in a second man it's so hard not to act reckless I'm talking about Elliot's Mexican Grill. Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. The key special, a Mexican abachi dish with fresh steak, chicken, or shrimp. Tuesdays are Taco Tuesdays, and they're only $1.99 at Elliot's. And now they're serving homemade tortillas. Fresh pies for dessert along with soft-serve ice cream. Elliot's Mexican Grill award-winning Mexican food with daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. You take exit 108 to Elliot's Mexican Grill in Moralton. The Labor Day sales event is going on now at Mark McClarty Ford with huge savings on every vehicle in stock. Like $8,000 off MSRP on brand new F-150s. Better prices, even better customer service. Only at Mark McClarty Ford. If you haven't stopped by Arch Marine lately, you are literally missing the boat. And no boat is complete without a Tahatsu motor. Arch Marine in North Little Rock has them ranging from 3.5 to 140 horsepower. That's Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Take the Levy exit. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Arkansas Truck and Trailer, take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. Now the power to protect your M&B debit card is in your hands. With Secure Lock technology, you can lock or unlock your debit card for purchases. Select geographic locations where your card can be used, set transaction spending limits, alerts, and more. If your card is lost or stolen, you can simply turn it off right on your mobile device. So enjoy your security and let M&B Secure Lock do the rest. Just download the free Secure Lock app. We've got you covered. You keep moving forward. At MNB, we've got your back. Check us out at MNBBank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Ortho Arkansas presents the High School Scoreboard Show with Randy Rainwater, Kevin Bohannon, and Barry Grooms every Friday night at 10, only on 1037 The Buzz. Brought to you in part by First Security Bank. 
You're listening to the best midday sports talk show in all of Arkansas. You're in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. Uh, quarterback number three lined up on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Eli Craner has followed some tough acts over the years and is a uh, an award-winning author. He's going to follow a few more, I'm sure, as his career goes on. But, Eli, I don't think you'll probably ever be on a radio show after Peyton Manning again. <laughs> yeah, I had Coach Pittman, what, a week ago, and now I've got uh, Peyton Manning. Man, what a, what a cool interview, though. That was uh, that was just sound like real talk, man. Yeah, he's uh, it is very much like talking to Eli. They're just very down to earth. There's nothing, uh, no pretense there. Those guys are just good dudes, man. So uh, good guy. Yeah. Um, awesome, man. Yeah. How'd you enjoy your football weekend? Did you get to watch some games? Yeah, a little bit. Me and the wifey were actually in San Diego this past weekend. Uh, so our first trip ever to California. We had a mystery thriller writer convention. Don't know Tuff was up for an award. We didn't come home with the hardware, but we did get a trip out of it. So it was kind of hit or miss. I watched the Hogs game, I guess it was yesterday, like on, on the replay of the recording. Uh, and then caught the LSU, Florida State, and the Clemson the Clemson debacle last night. Yeah, how about that? Crazy. That uh, Dabo and Chad Morris are, are definitely uh, got some work to do after that one. That was not oh, what they were dude, looking for. Seeing that blowing all up across the, the social media, the, the death, the death touch. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So what uh, what are we reading on this week? Man, I got to go back this week to my very first. So anybody who's been tuning in and getting these book recs, you know, the very first one I ever did. Uh, I, I used it, but I'm going to come back, and it's not the same book, but it is the same author. And it was something that happened this past weekend that just really hit me in my soft spot. And that's, that's the passing of Jimmy Buffett. Um, I think I told you that first time when I recommended his novel, A Saucy Piece of Land, that Buffett, you know, even, even maybe more so than, you know, novelists um, out there, you know, he, his songs, uh, I grew up listening to all my dad's old cassette tapes, the early albums, the A1A, Pink Crustacean, and White Sports Coat. Um, and so he's got he's got a memoir that he wrote when he was 50 called A Pirate Looks at 50. Um, and it is really like up until that point, I mean, it's all those early years, all the crazy seaplanes and boats that he owned and trips that he took, you know, around the Yucatan. It is just amazing. And I did have, I've got a, like four lines here that I wanted to share as as kind of an homage here to the late, great Buffett. But here's what he said. If I can make it to my 80s and I'm still functioning in the brain cell department, I want to retire to a tropical island, buy an old beach house, hire several several lovely girls as assistants, ship in a good supply of rum and red burgundy, and then spend my golden years making a, a complete picture out of the puzzle pieces in my old steamer trunk. That, to me, is the way any good romantic would look at his life. Live it first, then write it down before you go. It's pretty good. So, I hope there's a book, man. That's all I could think. When more of the details came out, you know, it sounded like, what, had been, they'd known this for about four years. I wondered, you know, he wrote this one at 50, and I wonder if he spent any of those years putting together the, the next, uh, what, 30 26 years to fill in fill in those gaps. So yeah, so yeah a pirate looks at 50. It's, it's, it's a great a great book for any okay. any parrothead. Yeah, I I would like to read that actually, and we really have not touched on his passing. It's been such a busy day, um, but uh, it was a tough one. You know, it's weird. I was talking to my 23 year old last night, and he said I'm a little down. I said, What's wrong? And he said, You know, Jimmy Buffett passed away, and I said, I didn't know you liked Jimmy Buffett that much. Because he just it just reminds me of fun times, beach hanging out, relaxing, yeah. having a good time with friends and family. And I was like, that's a pretty deep thought for my 23-year-old. I mean, that was I was surprised, yeah. honestly. But, I mean, that's what, you know, when we go to the beach, I've usually got a playlist or two put together, and Buffett's obviously, you know, heavily involved in that. And so it's uh, I'm glad that we passed that love on to our, to our kids, though, and I think that music will live on forever. Ain't no doubt. I mean, it's just kind of like what Peyton was just saying there about, you know, the world is in need of uplifting stories. 
You know, and there is nothing like a Buffett song or one of these books that make, you know, that just make you feel, that just make you feel good. And so, yeah, man, I, I hope, I do have, I do have good news. I, I'll, like walking around the, the college campus these days, I hear a lot of classic rock. <laughs> like a lot mm-hmm. of, a yeah. lot of the fraternities are still bumping, uh, you know, the classics. That I just, it just blows my mind. Like this music is now 50 something years old. You know, like my dad gave it to me, uh, but it's still out there, you know, so I, I hope that bodes well for, yeah. for the parrot heads and the, the future of all parrot heads. I think you're probably right. That's exactly right. Well, listen, Eli, I appreciate you uh, coming on today. We're a little tight on time, but uh, thanks yeah, for hanging man. out with Y'all us a little bit. Yeah, thanks to Jackalope Cycling as well. And uh, next week you'll move up in the quarterback rankings yeah. to no worse than number two, <laughs> I think. So, And actually, Sterner's not on. Yeah. He'll be the only quarterback on the show next week. Ah, nice, nice. Beautiful. Well, thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. That is Eli Craner, and again, thanks to Jackalope Cycling. Appreciate them sponsoring his time, and I will look forward to reading A Pirate Looks at 50. Honestly, all of his recommendations have been great. I just haven't had time to sit down and, and read uh, anything of late, but I'm certainly going to make it a point to, to get to that one. And Buffett's obviously a fascinating figure, a billionaire. Uh, you know, I was reading this week, this weekend. He only had, a, I think, a 28% stake in the Margaritaville stuff, but I think they came to him and said, look, we're going to take this whole concept that you promote. We're going to turn it into, like, a you know, they got a residential area that they have, I guess, in, in Florida, maybe, um, the, the hotels, all the Margaritaville line, the restaurants, everything else, and we're going to pay you a bunch of money. You don't have to do squat. Just uh, let us use your concept, and I'm sure he was like, cool, Okay. and it got him to a billionaire, you know, a billion dollars. I mean, his, his again, it's like a lot of these guys, like his, his money tied to the music part of it is inconsequential to some degree comparatively to the other stuff. Which is pretty common. You see these guys that have made all this money on booze, right? Right. Like George Clooney has made more money on his tequila company than he ever made acting. So uh, anyway, it's it's a sad deal, and it was there were three uh, passings this weekend, which they tend to happen that way. Obviously, Buffett was the the biggest among them, but the lead singer from Smash Mouth died this weekend, and then uh, Gary Wright passed away. Dreamweaver, one of the weirdest, strangest, kind of spookiest songs of all time for me. There's a few songs like that that sort of make me feel a little funny in my stomach. That's one of those songs. No? Like when you used to climb the ropes at gym class? Okay. Uh, Chuck Gatlin is hanging out here. Um, yeah, hop on there for a second. Let's recap uh, the weekend. and Got to thank Oakland Sports for sponsoring the tailgate. It sounded like everybody had a blast, and unlike... Uh, some other facilities over the weekend. Everything went really smoothly. It was awesome. Admittedly, yeah. you were talking about a few hundred people, not 45,000 people. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. So how did it go? It went great. Yeah, everybody had a good time. No trouble. Everybody uh, behaved themselves very well. I know um, DJ Kramer had a good time. He actually reached out to me. I appreciate you lining him up, and I appreciate yeah. him coming and hanging out and spinning the tunes for everybody and keeping it keeping yeah, it fun and light. He, he had it thumping. Yeah. yeah. When did we find out about Buffett? When did that happen? Saturday night or Friday night? I found first thing Saturday morning. That's right, it was. The first thing I saw on Facebook. Did you guys uh, dedicate any songs to him? Didn't. Didn't want to bring the crowd down. Yeah. Yeah. Did you drink any boat drinks this weekend? Yes. Yeah, that's good. Sure. Uh, I've got some Southern Structural Solutions text line offerings here. Great snippet interview with Peyton. Efficient professionals on both sides of the mic. Thank you. He's very good. I think he met... No, just kidding. Both sides of the mic. Yeah, Peyton and me. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. No, we, it was good. That was great. He's he's a pro. He's obviously done a million interviews, though. Um, JK says, my father passed away with the same kind of cancer that Buffett had. How about that? Sorry to hear about that. Uh, by the way, Buffett has been married to the same woman since 1977. He's got uh, two daughters and a son. So, again, there are... Great family, man. Hopefully people will carry on the, the family uh, business and tradition or... If nothing else, I'll just reap the rewards. Um, I think the only things Peyton missed is that he's involved with State Farm and Subway. Yeah, I don't think we talked about that much. Peyton is literally the GOAT, says Mark, better than Brady. Please tell him thank you for coming to Arkansas for me. Hey, Mark says thanks. I don't know if you can hear me in there. <laughs> I think he heard that. That's pretty loud. You were loud. Mm-hmm. Clint Sterner is right on point about the lack of a run game against Western Carolina. Mm-hmm. It is. It's concerning. Uh, I, I thought Coach Pittman. One of his great quotes was, "You know, we may have not been great at this this week, but let's be great at fixing it." Mm. 
you know, teams do improve. Teams get better throughout the year, and that's something that I think they can work on. John Mark says, just had to go see Dr. Goodson in Arkansas Urology, July and August. And what y'all say about how great the experience is there is totally true. Thanks for promoting them all these years. They are saving lives, literally. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, a lot of people beating up Chad Morris. Oh, my gosh. Clemson message boards are calling it the Chad Morris curse. Um, somebody just sent a picture on the Southern Star Show Solutions text line. You have to choose one of these two coaches to ruin your football program. Who do you got? And it's Chad Morris and Butch Jones. Poor Coach Jones is taking a beating, too. Man. Um, this guy from the 501 wasn't impressed with the defensive line. Just looked big and not real athletic. Also, getting real tired of Pittman not even trying to hide his disdain for Little Rock and all the fans here. I'm not sure about that because Coach Pittman, the first thing out of his mouth was thanking the fans that were there and how loud they were, and he felt like they did a great job of creating a, you know, the environment that made it tough for Western Carolina to play in. He was, I mean, that was the first things out of his mouth at the opening remarks, thanking the fans that were there, and it was hot. You know, he said it was hot on the field and it got hot out there, and he he appreciated the ones that came. Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. Richie says, Peyton sounds like he's broadcasting from the moon. Justin, who's the smoke in the blue dress walking around? I don't know. I think he may be talking about Heather Chuck. Baker. Oh. She is wearing a... Uh, I thought Chuck was wearing, <laughs> she's wearing a blue dress. Thanks, Christian. Devil in the blue dress. Um, I know it's being a dead horse, says Tim, but can we talk about the stadium? Pretty much it seems like if you just showed up and said you had a ticket, they were letting you in. Sounds dangerous. Well, not really dangerous because they were running people through security, but I heard that once it got a little bit behind, they started letting people in without showing tickets, which is shocking. Or scanning of them. Scanning them, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff says, was there even one motion penalty, no offsides, that stopped drives or gave their offense advantages? Nice improvement. That's the thing about Enos, man. I think he's going to clean some of that up. There were yeah, no procedural uh, uh-huh. penalties in the game. That's awesome. A couple of targeting. Yeah, there uh, was some other penalties, of course. Pass interference. Had two targeting, so you're going to have two a defensive lineman and Poopal out for the oh. start of this game. I hope they can survive Kent State without him. More Brad Spence time, baby. Let's go. Yeah, he'll get some first-half action. He played a little bit in the first half, but a lot in the second half. So uh, they're deep enough at linebacker. They'll be fine. And then the, uh, the North Little Rock... Uh, lineman, uh, defensive end, he'll miss the first Quincy half. Rhodes. Quincy, thank you. Uh, Bud says, to me, it looks like Rocket has lost a step. Maybe you need to use him as a fullback. <laughs> or a fallback is what he meant, he said. I, we never saw Rocket run at full speed. I don't know how you would know he lost a step. Yeah, I think, but there was some talk, and people said, the biggest thing I heard from people is it said it looked like he had bulked up a little bit, and he looked slow. So let's see how it goes this week. Uh Piggy says, sweaty jockstrap to A-State, specifically Butch Jones. Remember when A-State had the best football program in the state? Now they're third at best. There's no excuse for losing a game by 70. Well, it is tough. John says, how does Chad Morris have a job at Clemson? Why would anyone want him around? Also, how do a lot of these first-year, second-year coaches have success in big wins and Arkansas can't? Well, I don't think Arkansas is doing okay, aren't they? Prime goes into TCU against a second-place team from last year. Duke's coach 9-4 and four last year, and... Then does that. No excuse for Pittman in Arkansas. Wes, calm down about the team in the portal. It was an FCS school. Same with the morning guys. Playing All I Do Is Win to open the show is like releasing a hype video because you get Liberty Bowl rings. I wouldn't say that's true, and you're being very negative. Um, overly so. TCU so, is not the second best team in the country this year. They were last year. No maybe, doubt. But they're, they're no definitely, doubt. Well, they definitely not were that top, good this year. Yeah, they're not a top five team, and they may not be a top 25 team by the time the season's over. They were picked back in the pack of the Big 12. There's a reason why. I think they were picked sixth or seventh or eighth. So, yeah, relax. Clemson and Florida State play in a couple of weeks. Florida State has a challenging schedule overall. Not really, because they play in the ACC, and it's not a good league. There are a couple of very good teams. North Carolina proved that. They thumped South Carolina, and they got after Spencer Rattler. They had him rattled. I think they scored 17 points. South Carolina scored 17 points. Yep. Not good. How many catches did uh, Trey not Nacho? Did he? How do you Assume he had one. Ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not